0: Attention. T-minus 90 seconds and counting. All systems are good. 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence starts. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Lift off. We have a lift off. The Podcast. Now the system's about to kick off. This party looks whack. Let's
1: take it back to straight hop. Live with a new car, November, Matthew Clark, John Hester, <laughs> Michael Piscardi, it is the PodCastle. Tweet us at the show, top of the hour at the PodCastle, at the underscore PodCastle. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to November. We are here. Get started. How was everybody's Halloween? Everybody had a good time?
0: Dude, I did it nothing. Was, yeah, I didn't do... Good. I, it was movies all night for me. what you watch? Yeah. Halloween? Did. There was Good. a lot of stuff on. You know, I, it was yeah. really hard to decide what to watch because there were just simultaneously yes. so many movies being broadcast. Yeah, it, I, was, I, it was a commercial every time you flipped each one.
2: Yeah, you yeah, just go exactly. back and forth. It it was like Halloween four, at the same time. yeah
1: Halloween four was on with like Halloween, and then like it was back and forth, and it was just it was all over the place. It Halloween was ADD. Was it was great.
2: Uh, and I think like one of them had the Jason's on like every single one in a row. Uh, but yeah, I did nothing. Uh, that morning, Heather comes to me and she's like, Hey, you know, like, are we going to do anything or do, you know, do you have any plans? Do we have any plans? I'm like, no. She's like, all right, well, why don't we go down to Fort Lauderdale, which is a half hour drive and go to that party that we said that we weren't going to go to at the beginning of the week. I was like, No. No, like we talked about on, <laughs> on the show on Friday. If I don't have plans, then I plan to do nothing by myself, and those are my plans.
1: Yeah, because that's the worst is when you just – you have no plans in the horizon. You plan on just kind of relaxing, and then someone's like, by the way, don't forget. You committed to pick up eight people and do that four-hour drive to the desert. Oh, so I got to get <laughs> muddy now?
2: <laughs> All right. You know what? Instead of doing nothing, which I know you're really looking forward to doing – I'm going to ask you to dress up in a costume and then drive in the costume 40 minutes south and go hang out with a bunch of people and drink. And then at around 2 a.m., we're going to decide if we're too drunk to drive home or if we can or if we have to just crash here on the guest bed. That's like a couch, basically.
1: And then you do the wake up without like toothpaste and everything. and It's (sighs) like you just want to get Uh home.
2: Oh, yes. you it's a
1: lose-lose situation no matter what happens yeah. the worst is when you sleep over somewhere after you've been uh, drinking heavily and you don't have any of your amenities and it's like someone you know but kind of don't know and you sleep in way too late and then you feel like Ben Stiller and Meet the Parents where you wake and up you... and you're like, hey and everyone's like, you know, dressed
0: you're all a <laughs> bunch of strangers there That's was a kid
1: that weird. there was a kid that Mike and I used to be friends with um Back in high school, and I only slept over his house a few times, but every time his family got up at, like, 5 a.m., every time you slept over there, you would sleep in the living room, like, on the floor, like, in the middle of everything, and I would wake up, and the whole family would be eating breakfast, like, around the TV (sighs) watching it, and I'm in the middle, I'm in front of the TV, like, I could be farting, my ass could be showing, I could be picking my nose. Whatever it took,
2: but having a weird dream,
1: yeah, like drooling, pissing the couch. All you had to do was like just give me a little kick in the stomach, give me a grind of the jubs, and say, Hey, man, wake up! Like, I'd be more than happy. And I wake up, and it was this awkward. They're watching like Saturday morning cartoons, age range between like three and 56. It's like eight family members. (laughs) This is the worst. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they're all around. Yeah, and you TV. just want to tell people whenever they say, Oh, you look so comfortable, we just wanted to let you sleep. No. No, now this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm up and it's late. Yeah. And this is not comfortable for me.
1: This is worse than anything you you must just pour ice water on my face at like three in the morning because this is terrible. Piss on me. Just get me up.
2: I even I, I carved the jack-o'-lantern. So uh, anyway, oh, that's uh, traditional. I, nice. I ended up, I ended up getting out of it, and Heather's like really good friend surprised her from New York, so she went and hung out with her and did trick or treating with like her niece. So I was, you know, solo Jones. I was all alone. I, I, I was living it up and I loved it. But I had this giant pumpkin that I got, and I still haven't carved.
0: So I'm like, eh, <laughs> you better get I guess i carve
2: it. I guess I'll carve it now. And you know when you're kind of like just. You're not seeing anything. You're looking at the pumpkin and you're going, I have no idea what to put into this thing. Even the idea that I originally had now, is it's just not going to work based on the, the shape and the girth of the pumpkin.
1: What's the but, idea? Is it the Star
2: Wars my, theme? No, no. It was just an H, you know, for Hassinger, because, you know, we're getting married. Oh, yeah. And... I saw this cool, like Tim Burton, and Nightmare Before Christmas, H in my head. I was like, ah, oh, you know, like all twisty and cool looking. And then when I I sat down and I'm like, first of all, I'm not even in the mood to carve this pumpkin. I just want to because there's nothing else. Right. I feel bad that I didn't. It's traditional climb. too. Yeah, <laughs> and I I it was the worst H ever. It it actually. Got ruined like the bottom. I cut through it, so I had to put a toothpick in to separate it to make it look like an. It was such a sloppy. It's just like an L. You're just like (laughs) just fine. L stands
1: for love. Just shut up and get me some Nutty Buddies again. Ice cream, not candy.
0: (laughs) I it to say Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Yeah, there you go.
2: I I carved it Halloween night. Terrible H, and then tonight. Heather goes, uh, I guess we should throw that out. I'm like, why? She's like, well, there's mold on it already. I'm like, that's, Ugh. like, less life than a goldfish. All of a sudden, this thing's growing mold? <laughs> All right, fine, two days.
1: It actually, it grows a hand. It starts to, like, fondle you. <laughs> like, it's time to get rid of it.
2: No, 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 no yeah. we're gonna we're going to try this. Pumpkin's getting a little creepy. I think we need to throw them out.
1: I was watching, a uh, Rocky Five last night, because that's how pathetic my life is. It's full of problems.
2: Tommy Gunn.
1: Tommy Gunn. And it was on Netflix. Like, I purposely searched for it, wow. movies. And I watched really it. On it. And I paused it to go out and get the mail. And as I'm walking, I hear the Rocky theme song playing from another apartment. I was like, someone else is watching Rocky. And I was kind of, like, <laughs> looking around, trying to see who it was to talk to them. And then I realized that I was outside, a grown man, living in Los Angeles, watching Rocky, trying to... <laughs> mate with somebody else watching Rocky because it's like the call and I was like just get the fuck back in the house this is terrible
2: <laughs> what are you gonna do hey are uh, you uh, uh watching Rocky
1: hey uh, we'll yep. go get some laughs and, and,
2: yeah uh, hey
1: Yo, you know, he's always talking Man, ain't none of your business Pert <laughs> <laughs> Young <laughs> <laughs> so I went I got a funny story for you guys
2: yeah, you went out dressed as the grammar Nazi, didn't you?
1: Half and half. Half and It half. was really funny.
2: Kind of uh, disguise, kind of.
1: We went to a Halloween party on Saturday night, Jen and I, and uh, I had the grammar Nazi outfits, and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to do the grammar Nazi full thing. Maybe there's people there I don't know. Well, there, yeah. there's going to be people there I don't know. Maybe there's somebody there that's going to get offended, and you know, I'm out of my element. I was yeah, really close I, to do it, but I was like, yeah. So I took the Luftwaffe uniform, and I took off, like, the insignias and the red patch, and without that, you just look like a pilot. Sure. Closely. There's still some patches on there that are of the, the Reich, but uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know unless you watched, like, Band of Brothers and studied it. The Luftwaffe uniform, too, isn't very well known. It's the Air Force there. You know, It's more the German infantry and the black whatever. So I'm like I'm, i really wanna make this fun. So we get in the car and we're driving and I switch to pilot mode and I just I'm gonna be a pilot the whole night. So we are driving, you know, and I'm doing the uh uh Hello everybody. Thanks for flying, Clark Air. Uh, we're gonna be ascending to about thirty thousand feet. I'm gonna ask you to keep your trays in the upright position, seatbelts, belts fess. uh random uh, groups we'll be in Atlantis. So this is in the car. So I'm just doing the pile and Jen's getting annoyed. She's like, "You're going to do this all night?" I'm like, "Yes, I need this. I need this in my life."
0: <laughs> I don't
2: know. The Only right, way so,
1: so we go to a uh, liquor store cause, to to bring some some wine and stuff to the party. And I go in and the guy behind the counter goes, "Hey, captain." And I'm like, "Loving this." I'm like, "I need this." I'm like, "How you doing?" You know? So Hello, we get it's to it's the system. party. And uh People are like, oh, it's a great costume. And I notice people are staring at me. Everyone's in a costume, too. And my costume's nothing spectacular. But people are staring at me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're trying to, and, and I can tell in their eyes, they're trying to Try- figure out. It. What's that?
0: They're trying to place it. There's just something. I can't put my finger on what it exactly.
1: is Exactly. They're trying to figure out if I'm a pilot or a Nazi.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're,
1: they're watching. Because I don't have the ABC thing. So either I'm a pilot or a Nazi at this point. It's not even the grammar Nazi. It's. Like a very offensive man, so people are looking, at I'm like, whatever. This guy comes up to me, and he heard me tell a joke, and I said, Yeah, I was going to be a Malaysian airline pilot, but I couldn't find the uniform. Hey. And he comes up to me, and he says, Excuse you, stuttering a little bit. He goes, Excuse me, sir. Sir, are you, are, are you, are you a pilot? I said, Yeah, it's a great costume. And he goes, Wow, that's that, that's cool. Are you are are you a pilot in real life? And I paused for a second, and I said, "It was full DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can." I said, "Oh yeah, yes, I am, but this isn't my real uniform. Technically, we don't wear the standard issues outside of when we're on duty, just because out of respect." And he goes, "Oh my gosh, that's sweetie, get over here. This is a pilot." <laughs> and sweetie, and it, my dad had had his pilot's license. So if you don't know anything about flying, I know enough lingo to bullshit you to where I'm convincing. Yes, So I was like. Yeah, well, you know, he's like, what do you fly? And I said, I fly a DC-8, which is like out of commission. I said, I do. Oh, I think they are. I do the DC-8 out of the Philly to Houston run. Uh, I've been doing that for about three years now, but I'm still a co-pilot. I'm trying to get my wings all the way to, to, to be able to man the aircraft, which doesn't make any sense, but he's, he's eating this up. He's yes, loving it.
0: Man the aircraft.
2: I'm in on that line. So I said,
1: what do you do? And he says, oh, I'm, I, I'm an English teacher. I just do stuff about grammar. Not Never in my life that I would to break character and be like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. But he was so into this and he goes, what do you think about that plane, the Malaysian plane, how it went up, it went down? How do you think that happened? And I said – Well, depending on the yaw rate and the amount of yoke that they're doing, the hardest part about flying is the taking off. See, once you're already ascended at about 30,000, it's easier to maintain going down. But when you're taking off and you start losing control, it's kind of out of the the problem of the pilot. So I would say that the, the, the factor that that went down so quickly was probably pilot error or instrumentation failure. And he goes, oh, my gosh, honey. And I think his wife knew I was bullshitting, but was letting him have this, because she wasn't
2: letting both of you have it
1: she wasn't caring about the story that much and then he, somehow Hawaii came up and he goes, have you ever been to Hawaii? I said, yeah, I was down there on a route back in February (laughs) and she goes "Uh, Kona? And I said, what? She goes, Kona? I said, no, Oahu she goes, I hate Oahu I said, yeah, well it's pretty nice there anyway, so I was taken off out of Houston and (laughs) And, and, and he started asking me about. Um, he says, You look a little young to be a pilot. I said, Well, I'm, I'm pushing 40, but I'll take the compliment. Actually, in Pennsylvania, where I grew up, you can be 16 to get your junior pilot's license. And I logged about 25,000 hours before I jumped up to the big leagues and started to, uh, Manning the Aircraft that way. Primarily, that I'm based like out a of Philadelphia. A guy right. from Pennsylvania? Right. And that's that's what Jen said. And Jen looked at me and said something <laughs> to the side. And I just said, let me have this. If, <laughs> let me do this. And he didn't pick up on that. Um, so anyway, I, I wanted to kind of get out of there like – the Fuel was running low. I was on fumes, so I just said, "Hey, it was nice talking to you. You, you know, baby. thank you." He goes, "Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for talking to me." I said, "Anytime, sir." Um, so you know, I'm walking around the party, it's like a band there. It's this crazy like house. There's like all kinds of stuff going around. Cute People man, are still looking at me, and this old guy, he had to be in his eighties, look like, with a suit, comes up to me, and I knew this guy could see right through. The bullshit. Yeah. And he oh, goes no, That's... No one of them. <laughs> he comes up and he says, That's a great costume. I said, Oh, thank you. He goes, That's a World War ii uniform, isn't it? I said, yes, sir. Y- y- yes, it is. And he says, It's not American and it's oh, it's not really Polish. Whoa. It's a German uniform, isn't it? I said, Yeah, yeah, it's the uh it's the Luftwaffe. It's a it's a joke. And he goes, That's really clever. I'm going to guess your dad or your grandfather didn't give that to you, did it? Did he? And I said, nope, 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 no, sir. He goes, it's very clever. I'm Norman, by the way. It was totally this nice guy, but I thought this guy what? was going to grab the mic and say, <laughs>
0: we got a Nazi! Like a five-year-old war criminal. Right. So that was going
1: on. It's, it's all fine. And then finally these girls come up and they go, you are so cute. What, what are you? And I said, oh, I'm a pilot. They go, oh, because we were looking at you, and we thought maybe you were a Nazi. I said, oh, no, 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 certainly not. Clearly, there must be some complications due to the cost of imagination. <laughs> and then I realized everybody there was trying to figure out. There was another pilot bit there, by the way, who actually looked like a pilot. He had, like, the wings that were – he was like a modern-day pilot. And I come in with this outfit, oh, and no. – Everyone's just kinda of looking and I, I really wish at that point I just went full grammar Nazi and just dispelled the you know, at least I could say A B C it's harmless. Or went as like Frankenberry, because it was so there was like a lot of ethnic groups there and I don't wanna I don't want to offend anyone and get like my head bashed in.
0: <laughs> right. So
2: So you showed up as a Nazi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Was you, good. I felt, speaking of military uniforms, old military uniforms, I went to a vintage clothing store uh, oh, three the so days ago, I think. it was, it was a, No, uh, yeah, October thirty. I think it was the day before Halloween. And I thought about getting a costume, but I didn't. But anyway, I was trying on some old World War II Army and Marine jackets. And these were what they called the Eisenhowers. They were kind of high cut. If you ever saw, you know, Pictures of Patton. He had the poofy trousers with the boots, you know, the t- yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the I've, coat only comes to the, the waist. It's a pretty big selection of them, actually. And I thought this is kind of cool. You know, I, I, I might like to have this as just sort of a collection. But man, I didn't realize how, I felt really big. I felt like a big, strong person, and I'm not. But these things. Were- <laughs> Were so tight, every single one of them was so tight, barely could even get an arm in. Oh. So, just to show you how how little the soldiers were in the generations before us. They, you mean physically big,
1: like uh, you felt like a giant these things?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, because they were uh they still were a lot smaller than
0: the average size man. And you got to figure it was probably worn by some, you know, seventeen year old private who uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some kid With right privates. out of school. Street. vintage
1: stores are cool like that you can find some gems there's a place not far from us called Hidden Treasures it's up in the canyon and it's a vintage store that sells old props for movies like old clothes it's for cheap treasures. so you could get like a leather jacket for uh you know it was a prop in some movie for like ten bucks oh. reminds me, me of Hidden treasures. treasures Hidden Treasures Ten. hidden Nothing hidden about it. It's it perfect. Yeah.
0: I also tried on this '70s jacket, and a, my wife said it looked really good in it. I actually thought about buying it. It was uh, early '70s period, and I reach into the pocket and I'd pull out these glasses. It was an old pair of bifocals somebody left in the in the pocket. Then I <laughs> reach, the <laughs> reach into the other one. Did I reach into the other one? Did you take a capsule? I don't know if it was like an old vitamin. <laughs> oh. It's a cyanide pill.
1: There's white stuff coming from his mouth. No, it's part of the costume, sweetheart. It comes, the the dysentery and the plague come with the costume.
0: It's turning my skin yellow right now.
1: It's anthrax. It's okay. He's just, I don't know why Karen's from Brooklyn. He's a soldier. He he can handle it. No, I can't. Call 911. (laughs) It's a joke. He's on a podcast. His hair just fell out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i want to give you guys an update i'm almost done the uh i'm almost done the website for the uh for my fat site i know i have a fat fetish but i'm almost done the podcast site uh i got some cool bios of you guys i'm ready to push it live but i i created a really cool banner it's it looks cool it's jaws says- with us in a, a boat um did like a really? rowboat. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put it up on there. I didn't make it live yet, but I created it today with the uh, – it's basically the jaws of the woman, and we're like in a boat. With, it's the same picture as us with the background with these like yeah. shitty grids like our faces are larger <laughs> than the boat. <laughs> like a true Photoshop.
2: Oh my god, dude. I got to see it. That, that t- it's good. We've been talking about this for months. It's coming up. Remember I was like, can you do that? Can you, can you make it look right? You, you pulled it off?
1: It's pulled off. I think it's pulled
2: off. Glorious <laughs> pants so you can see my... <laughs> so the website's coming along.
1: Website's coming along very feverishly and appropriately.
2: And when it, when do we go live? <laughs> Fuck
1: it. I'm probably gonna, I think by this weekend we'll be able to throw it on there. You know what the biggest pr- problem I've been having with designing this is the Twitter widgets. I'm trying to get it so the our tweets are on there. Twitter stopped using everybody's third party widgets to make it look cool. So you have to use like their widget, which is very limited and it's bulky like for yeah. as progressive as Twitter is, they don't yeah. make it very easy to the that soul.
2: Which is odd because wouldn't they want it to be easy for everyone because then if you see something on Twitter, it could cause you to go to Twitter. I guess you
1: know, they're partnering with iTunes with their streamline.
2: Yeah, and they just Don't want us to be involved.
1: By the way, I I resubmitted to iTunes two days ago. I switched everything up and submitted it. it Really? It said the same thing. It said, we'll contact you if there's any problems.
0: Okay. Make sure there's no problems.
1: There's no problems. I checked the feed with – as I did
2: the last time
1: on this site that checks your feed. It said everything was good.
0: So wait
2: a minute. So they say, we'll contact you if there's any problems – what if there aren't any problems? Do they still contact us?
0: Or do we have to contact them? Do we have to send you out to Silicon Valley with Luca Brasi or something to walk into yeah. Apple yeah, headquarters? Yeah. Send about. We do. <laughs> and I check
1: the uh I check iTunes, you know, each week to see if we're all there. It's we're not up yet. Son of a bitch. The artwork is the right size, the file's the right size, the feed's good. Everything is legitimate. It just doesn't go through.
2: Well, we'll get there one day. Hopefully, by, like, the time we do the 24-hour podcast, we'll be able to post that. We'll be able to submit
1: one more time with our fingers crossed.
2: Come on, there's a charity with us this time. Just approve it.
1: We did get it. We should just piggyback on somebody else's podcast. Like, can you upload our shows, too? (laughs) Yeah, we're on the dick. We're on the the guy cast.
2: On guy tunes. They're the only ones that would take us well that's exciting the pod, yeah. uh, the website uh, that'll be big that'll be huge that's where we can all converge and instead Delicious. of like a piece here and a piece there and a piece here on social media we can just slam it all into one orgy
1: we'll just put it into one yeah. stew
2: <laughs> exactly
1: let me ask you this no if I may what do. the hell is wrong with people
0: like this gun, okay. Wrong? Well, today we uh we had a loss in, I guess you would say, the Hollywood community, right? Sure. Uh, who's that?
1: I lost you for a second. What's that? All
0: right, well, anyway, let's get down to the brass tack. Who? So, one of the things I've known commonly occurring when a celebrity passes away, is everybody fights to get the first RIP in on their social media. Oh, God.
1: Wait a second, real quick. Who, who passed away? You cut out for a second.
0: Fred Thompson passed oh, away. Oh, yeah. Today. Yeah, okay. That's Fred Thompson.
1: My apologies.
0: Yeah, the first RIP. I knew him. And everybody, you know, they did for Amy Winehouse. I mean, obviously, when Robin Williams passed away, the Michael whole Jackson. world was very heartbroken, as I was, too. I think I read a total of one rest in peace for the late actor who died of lymphoma today. Oh, poor guy. And why? Is it because he was a Republican, an evil Republican Senator? Is that why we? Just, Americans are uh, just not sympathetic? And in fact, there was, let's see here. This, this was kind of funny. There was actually uh, an article Posted uh, that somebody that did put up. So the one that I did was uh, a newsbreaker, Fred Thompson. And let's see if I can find it. It was written by, well, we'll keep the, the writer anonymous, but uh, it's from Gawker. He writes for Gawker. A legitimate source. Very trusted. <laughs> and it wrote Fred Thompson former actor, senator, and uh, predatory loan shill dies at 73. From so he had to, of all the accolades, he had to mention what he did on television, pitching, I guess, these reverse mortgages, which you know, some people are into. I, I don't know much ab- about them, to be honest. They, it's just slightly different from a home equity line of credit, I guess. But in any event... Uh, Obviously putting in the liberal spin on this. And, and so he posts the picture. Everybody else is posting pictures of Fred Thompson in his prime here, and he decides to post this picture to his article of a balding Fred Thompson who's sickly-looking, and he writes, The family of Fred Thompson has announced that the actor and Republican— not the actor and senator, the Republican— who represented Tennessee in the U.S. Senate from 94 to 2003, has died. He was 73. And he goes on Very later necessary. to say, he talks about the Republican bid. And then he we scroll down, and Thompson went pro as an actor in the 80s, played a senator in the 93 film Born. He left office in 2003. He was elected the same year in 93. He left office in 2003, and... During the cast of Law & Order, after his failed 2008 presidential bill, Thompson started shilling shilling for a totally risk-free government-backed reverse mortgage company that was sued by the Illinois Attorney General in 2010. These companies used extremely misleading language in their advertising, sometimes even disguising their loans as government benefits that borrowers don't have to leave. So we're totally not a big deal we're 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 going into uh this guy's not so i don't it's just so opinionated. there's obviously a liberal spirit on this. Uh, you know, no respect for the dead, obviously, yeah. and as I noticed, okay. nobody in the acting community. Seem to put up their alright. Why is that? Is it because he was a Republican? You know that you can't. He could yeah. be a phenomenal actor, but he's a Republican.
1: Probably. I don't so think it's a big deal. I I
0: posted
1: I, I posted, I posted on Twitter you, to see it? Yeah, I posted on Twitter a few days ago. If you if your rebuttal to any argument ends with a post from Upworthy, Gawker, BuzzFeed, or Distractify, you've already lost the argument. I mean, these are just, these are just clickbait sites that pop up overnight. You know,
0: yeah.
1: And yeah, they're
2: uh, not like journalists. They're they're just like yeah. you and I. It's it's just bullshit. And like because it's on a website, it has more you know like credibility. But yeah. it, these people like these articles. I even read them for like Entertainment Weekly. They'll do like a review of game or of uh, you know The Walking Dead and why. So and so is still alive. Right, and I'm like this is yeah. terrible. Like, there's no inside information. Yeah. It's just right. like anyone's blog. Somehow is has weaselled their way into like the online media of of a magazine.
1: Right. Yeah. So he died on the equinox of the sun's third turn, which means he will <laughs> reanimate as a life form.
2: It's not gonna happen.
1: With uh, with Fred too. Um, I think that the fact that he was on the, uh, he was a spokesperson. You know, he got paid to do a job for the ad. Who cares what happened to the company? I mean, he's not. People are just very quick to. Right. Uh,
2: I've never even heard of him. What has he done? Was he Vigo the Carpathian? In looks, just
0: like <laughs> looks just like <laughs> a him. Looks just like him. A lot of times he played political good characters, call. like uh, in the Line of Fire, one of my old favorite movies from the nineties. Classic. You know, he he worked in the White House, and. Um, You know, it's just a lot of... He had the look of the senator, and of course he was running for office, so he typically got cast.
2: What did the the article say where he's... It's like the so-and-so and and Republican is dead or whatever.
0: What was the article?
2: Yeah, well, what did he say? What did they say first?
0: Remember he... They described... Yeah, that was was the actor and and Republican... Uh. The actor in vermin decide.
2: And
1: Republican to me. So be it. On this day of purification, she will be ours.
2: Republican to you.
1: And activist to me. Yes. Thank you, Fred Thompson. Thank you.
0: (laughs) We'll we'll make sure to count how many RIPs are out there for the next Uh. So to leave us. That's a
1: good and, and, point. That pisses me off, too. People are very quick to jump on... It's basically the way of social media is saying, uh, I, I I saw this early on before a lot of you, so my life is validated. Uh,
0: and I got a buddy who's notorious for doing it, too. Yeah. And, um, it's just some of these people, it's almost as if they have no <laughs> lives. I, I mean, I really got people that I read their, their stuff uh, and I say... You're just waiting for somebody to die. I'm waiting for you to die because you got to write about it, or you got you got to share something. And you know, I get some people; they they're obsessed with like the classic Hollywood. I guess there's a web page or a fan page classic Hollywood, you know, dedicated to the Garbo's and the Hepburn's and the Spencer's and,
1: and the McGovern's,
0: um, you know, they share all these, these articles about their lives and, and, uh, you know, you might want to get one of your own.
1: Yeah. Maybe have a little credentials to yourself. It's like the same people when a celebrity passes away. Through some roundabout way, they you get that in L.A. a lot too, because everyone's an extra or whatever. You say, "Well, uh, I remember working on a show that Fred was a guest on, and I wasn't on that episode, but his vibrations were in the room, so I I kind of yeah, know him. I kind of know. I, I kind of know. know. Kinda know. Hey, really
0: you know really what I've insane. noticed?
1: You know what I've noticed lately? I've been aware of this before, but not so much until the past few weeks." Um I went to a few places uh just around LA, I went to a, I went to the party too, and, and I noticed everyone's as we know is very quick to take photos of themselves and post it, which is 15th. fine. But everybody But first people 15th. spend more time taking the pictures themselves and actually enjoying it. After like the tenth picture of somebody at this party going, Let's get a picture, I just said, you know what? No, last one, like I'm gonna pull that card like no more photos because I just want to like enjoy myself like I spent the first 20 minutes with pictures yeah there's a there, let me say something real quick there's a photo that was online of um what was it the Mona Lisa and there was a oh you know what it was it was my dad's it was my stepmom she put she showed me pictures of the they went to see the Mona Lisa and she didn't take that many pictures and I, you know, I ask why. She goes, "Well, there's like a million tourists, as we yeah. are in front of us, just snapping away." And this is the most photographed, redistributed image in the world. Like, you don't need to take a photo of it. You need to just look at the real thing yeah. and enjoy it. You could Google a photo of it. And there it is. Yeah. And what, what benefit does a photograph of a painting give you? Just enjoy the art. My, my, I my get point to show
2: is, my yeah. friends. Right. I get to you're, show my friends. I was there, I took a picture of it. you're it's more
1: like you're documenting your your every movement to kind of validate your yeah. coolness or whatever, as opposed to just kind of enjoying it.
2: It's mm. funny. Sometimes the pictures that you're taking that people are taking when they're out, the picture yeah. the picture doesn't represent any of the time spent while that picture was taken. Like, the picture looks like this awesome, amazing, crazy yeah. time. But it was really, like, a boring day, and, like, nothing really happened. But that picture is everything. That's why they work so hard and take so much time to get the perfect, like, oh, it looks like we're having a crazy time. A wild chance five minutes, somebody puked. Right. And the, and the party's over.
0: It's Yesterday, out, this was kind like- of funny. Yesterday was actually the very first time in all my 30-plus years. You can add this to the New York Minute um, as an accomplishment. I've f- finally taken the Staten Island Ferry. I had to go in yesterday uh, yeah. to Manhattan. And, um, you know, usually I drive or I'm a subway guy. But, you know, I i uh, had never taken the Staten Island Ferry. So I took it yesterday. Um, I'm coming back, and I notice, of course, there's a lot of photographs going on. I'll say this: there's really some incredible views from that ferry that you really can't oh, yeah. get from any other point, um, because you're getting, it, you're seeing everything uh, in a panorama. You've got a three-dimensional view of Manhattan because you're staring at it from the bottom. And everything else, three D. So it's like the bottom up; it's coming at you. So it's not like you're looking at it alongside Brooklyn or Queens or, or from the Jersey side. You're looking at it from the very bottom, the long strip. And you know, you got on on one flank, you're looking at Governors Island. At the other flank, you're looking at Liberty Island. So you got a whole lot in front. It's so a lot of great imagery it's to take in. Oh, yeah. Here's what I noticed was kind of funny. Um, there were a lot of people who were not commuters, such as I. Uh, in the morning, there were people going into Manhattan because you know I had to get in there early in the morning. So those are most of the commuters, and to them it's not such a big deal because you know this is what they do every day. Uh, as I've done for you know when I get on a subway, I don't take pictures of the A train. I've been doing it for so many years now that it doesn't really do anything for me. But I guess I understand how it would turn. A tourist on, to just be anywhere in New York and take a picture, but this was just kind of this was kind of interesting. So it was on the way back. Um, I'm hearing all kinds of European and Asian accents, all kinds of languages. A lot of children, a lot of people taking family vacations. Some Monday, the Big Apple, November, 7th. the
2: city that never sleeps. <laughs>
0: In the middle of the afternoon, I'm looking – everybody's just lining up to take pictures on the Staten Island ferry. I'm thinking, are these people going back to Staten Island? Because nobody really takes pictures of Staten Island. (laughs) (laughs) They literally just got out of the boat (laughs) to take pictures. And then we're all filing off the dock. I'm just trying to get home now. Right. And we're all filing out like a a herd of sheep. I'm the only one who's making his way out to the pickup. (laughs) Everybody else got right back on the ferry going back. To you the know, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> you have to get off the, the, the ferry that lands. And if you want to ret- turn around and go back, you have to get back on the next departing ferry. Um, so, yeah, that's what people just oh, they wanted to get their pictures. So they, they got on the boat. And what was also really funny, I thought everybody seems if be their kids out of school or something. Is it normally to have a week shitty. off after Halloween? Because a lot of people are on family vacations.
1: What a shitty vacation. Might as well go to LA. LA.
0: <laughs>
1: I see that, I see families taking vacations in LA. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> I wanna start taking selfies at you know, unexciting places. Like Seven Eleven, like me at the slurping machine, like doing a selfie. Be like, hey, uh, Raja, Abu, can you get on in on this? Hey, live in the
2: dream! Or like at the gas station. Right.
1: <laughs> in the shitter. Filling it up. McDonald's drive through. Yeah, people are just so quick to uh, document everything. Like, like, just like John said, you hit the nail right on the head. You know, you're just sitting on a boat waiting to get somewhere. And you're like, all right, everyone get in. All right, yeah, uh, right. Make a funny face. Uh, show what some boobs. What? Rockstar! I that selfie stick up there. I mean,
0: what are you. It's taking long enough to use as it. <laughs> yeah, the so selfie right. stick. You should uh, be able uh, to beat
1: someone in the uh, head with I'm that. Selfie? With that. <laughs> I got a selfie stick. It's about nine inches and in my pants cold my dick! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Yeah.
2: I don't know.
1: People love to uh, document everything.
2: No, it's important. We're all, we're all insecure and self absorbed, and, you know, well, not all of us, but. But a good I
1: mean, majority of the populace. A good chunk. Kansas City Royals, champs this week, wow. sealed the deal. That was nice to see. That's yep. shit
2: the bed. That was good to see.
1: They deserved it, yeah. too. It was like 30 years for them, you
2: know? experience always pays off man i mean the royals were almost there last year then out of nowhere this upstart pitching staff of the mets and a couple of guys on the you know in the lineup just get hot but then they hit a team that was just not going to lose two world series in a row right and they just beat the crap out of them they tore it up man that was a
1: that was a I massacre that was a massacre.
2: massacre the first pitch was an inside the park home run, and the first game went like fourteen innings.
1: That was yeah, it, it was like
0: pissed. it was so exciting. It was a five hour game. I, I turned it off probably by like the fifth inning and said, "Yeah, I'm still not into baseball again."
1: <laughs> you you turned it off, but you're actually at a, a sports bar where everyone's watching. You just go up and turn the TV off and unplug it.
2: Nope.
1: <laughs>
0: yo yo. No, I don't want. It. I'm done.
2: It's dun, so dun, funny in a
0: sports bar, Every there's always that one television that has the closed caption sitcom or um, <laughs> or, or drama or something. Now, who's some watching stuff. that? We're going to turn this off or watch uh, <laughs> right. General Hospital. We,
1: we have uh, every apartment building and complex and condo and neighborhood and whatever. <laughs> has the loud sports fan during the day. We have a place that does that, but it's not during like any games that I even know that are on. Like I don't know what they're watching, but there's no football on, there's no baseball.
2: And they're like, yeah, he scored. And I'm like, what are they, what are they watching? There's nothing there's no important game on. Yeah, it's probably European soccer that someone's got like on some rip off bunny ear antenna. <laughs> You know, funneling it in. It's about time we start rounding them up and collecting some cards, checking identification
0: for some papers. There's just speak. certain times of the day, though, that and certain days of the week, you just can't enjoy a sport. Like when I was in Afghanistan, I watched the Super Bowl like five in the morning. Can't do it. It was a Giants Patriots. Yeah, you can't. And yeah. I said, I
2: can't do it. it. Can't do it. Somebody- my nephew was in London, and he uh, is—he lives in South Carolina, and he—he was, he was watching the Panthers uh, Colts game last night, like two a.m. I guess.
1: At two a.m., he's watching football. I, I, I can like be on board for started. that if you still have a wind. True. Shady the cat. <laughs> All right. Tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. Mister Lord John Hassinger is going to be giving us a little bit movie review. By Brett.
2: Yes, thank you. John, I
1: think you have something on deck for us. How dare you throw that kitty against
2: the wall? How dare you? (laughs) SPCA is (laughs) rot. And PETA is with them. No, I I gently laid her on the bed. (laughs) There's a bed right there. (laughs) Don't wave the finger of death. Uh, uh, uh. You didn't say the magic word. Uh, 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 uh. All
1: right, so Brett Katz gives us some movie reviews. Uh, tonight on deck, we have Everest, which uh, I'm actually curious to hear about this, about Everest, because I saw the trailer for it, and I thought – my first thought was that it looks really boring. And then right. my second thought was this could be awesome, like a live or something like that. So I'm really curious to hear.
2: Yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm i interested too because I haven't read it yet. Uh, here we go. It's difficult to critique a movie like this because the main character is a mountain, but I will do my best. So, this is a true story about the 1996 Everest disaster that claimed 12 lives and is documented in John Krakauer's book, Into Thin Air. Okay, so this is a book. Krakauer himself was one of the survivors of this truly awesome tragedy. Don't hate me for calling the death of 12 people awesome because I'm not but I feel the word fits this event as a whole quite well. Until the earthquake in Nepal early this year, this accident claimed the most lives in the history of this great mountain. Ah. There aren't many movies out there that can utilize a mountain as a character, but Everest is there front and center. She is a beast of nature, and she decides who lives and who dies. Don't worry, I won't spoil that for you if you don't know the story. So, if the mountain is our main character, this film utilizes some pretty impressive support from some of our modern cinematic heroes like Jason Clark from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Hawks, Eastbound and Down, Josh Brolin, Sam Worthington, Robin Wright Penn, and Kira Knightley. Damn. 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 That's a lot of actors. That's a lot Damn. of cool actors. Ooh. Uh. Where'd we go? Directed by Baltazar Cormacur. Sorry, Baltazar, I just wrecked your name. Who is really coming into his own as a director oh. with each movie he makes. Everest is brought to life in ways that should only be witnessed on an IMAX screen. Okay, so okay. that I kind of assumed that. Is Biscardi trying to connect back on? Yeah, yeah, I'm punching him in. Okay. I'm um, oh, also punching him
1: yeah, Everest seems like one of those flicks that you have to enjoy, just like Disney's Earth or something like that. It's got to be in your face. It's got to be it's larger monstrous. than life.
2: It's monstrous, so it needs to be on a monstrous screen. I think I just heard a poop. Um, <laughs> it might give some people vertigo, but IMAX 3D is really the way to go. If you go into this movie looking for an action film-like vertical limit, you will be disappointed. Okay? This is more hmm. like a version of 1991's K2 with Matt Craven and Michael Bain. Do you guys know what that movie is?
0: I can't remember it. Michael Bain. What's it called?
2: 92. K2. K is in King. Man Productions.
0: So it's
1: one of our first features. It flopped at the box office. One of
0: the
1: no, I'm not familiar with that one. But is he drawing similarities between the two? Between yeah. K2 and...
2: He's saying this isn't like a big, you know, over the top blockbuster. It's like a,
0: you know, a well done yeah. film. The, the 3D, I thought it looked pretty awesome, though. Yeah. And, you know, it got me curious. Uh, I don't know if, if either of you have ever looked at the number of deaths that have occurred on Mount Everest. Yes. It's really quite an astounding number. I, it, it makes you wonder why people want to do it. I mean, it's I a, understand being an adventurer. There's actually no, a group I, I would never of. do it. No. Nope. Nope. Couldn't I will people. never
1: see it. <laughs> There's over 200 bodies on Mount Everest. There's websites dedicated to it. If you go up there, you will see like bodies in what? Snow. preserved.
2: Yeah. Because no one's gonna get them and carry them down. Because they be can't.
0: A thousand up. years from now, they want to be the next Ice Man. Oh my
2: God! They're so. I'm looking at the images online. It's just endless.
0: Wow. And there's expeditions that that's go on right That's what's. Are like overcoming what? a terminal illness, <laughs> and they think that they're invincible. I guess now that they oh. they've got nothing. They survived an illness that now they want to.
2: Yeah, go you beat cancer, and- doesn't mean you yeah. can beat Everest.
0: Right. right.
2: Big difference
0: bit of a
1: situational change.
2: bit of a different thing altogether.
0: Now... But imagine, at the same token, imagine surviving it and being able to say that. Oh, pfft.
2: You should get the key to the city.
0: <laughs> oh, there are
2: pictures of black... Uh, of frostbite that people have on their fingertips, and their oh. fingertips are just black. Holy disgusting. I don't think that would I, I, I would never be do it. Don't need to. Some people make it to the summit, some don't. Some live and some die. I won't tell you who, but I will tell you that the ticket price is worth finding out. See this movie on the biggest and loudest screen you can. It's totally worth experiencing. I like how he says the the mountain is its own, you know, like it is a character.
1: Yeah, I like, like that. One of the elements.
2: That, yeah, like how that comes across. Kinda like kinda Wilson
1: like, in Castaway.
2: Or Lost, the island is like a, a character in itself.
1: yeah. Or Roseanne, her appetite.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say the couch with the <sighs> Afghan.
1: I don't like walking to Seven Eleven, let alone climbing Everest. Like that does not sound good at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is. That would take years to like be ready to even attempt. No, nah, not.
0: You can't
1: breathe after a certain amount of elevation. Yeah. No. The alt- you just can't.
0: And there's can't nowhere to go. It's not like he could. Just jump down, and in a matter of seconds, you you're back in warm air on on Earth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's progressive, and then the more you – no, couldn't pay me
2: enough. Well, thank you, Brett, and make sure to check out – Thank you. Hmm. Brett is actually at Facebook.com slash Movie Lovers Unite. And The Cinematic Addict is his uh, page. Go ahead, like it. He's got a million different reviews. He even posts, like, uh, the first Civil War, the new Marvel, you know. Ah. Movie. The trailer will be shown. You'll see it for the first time during Star Wars, or before Star Wars.
1: Of cool. yeah, course. Cool. Yeah, thank you, Brett. Thank you. Yeah. Always, always enjoy uh, very eloquent movie reviews. Yeah, they're eloquent. They're on point, too. I like to hear what he says about you know, all the winter movies and the Star Wars and blockbusters coming out. Be interested to get yeah. that take.
2: We'll do like uh We'll also do like an Oscar. Yes. You know, ones that are nominated. Have him watch them all and give his review.
1: Oscars, where you can see 15 movies with Amy Adams that no one's ever heard of win eight <laughs> awards. <laughs> the Oscars have... Uh, I, I watch most of the Oscar movies that come out. You know, some are really good, but... I don't think it's like it used to be. You used to have like, *Farscape* won one year, like *Philadelphia* *Braveheart*. You had all these movies that everyone loved, and now it's just kind of a
0: the industry circle is jerk. Experimenting with the new host. Yeah. Oh, the new host Let's is. Try uh, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try out this duo. Right. Yeah. This
1: Let's duo. try. Remember when Seth MacFarlane hosted about two years ago, two three years ago. And he was pretty tame for Seth MacFarlane's standards. And he made a joke about... Uh,
0: Everybody uh, got it bought about the boobs.
1: The boobs. Yeah, he made some comments. But everyone's like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know? And yeah. He made a joke about Lincoln. Lincoln, the film that Spielberg yeah, did. The
0: punchline was the too soon joke. And it was so ridiculous because I yeah. remember the following year... Neil Patrick Harris, who I got to be honest, I don't really find him all that funny.
1: Was Um, that the following
0: year he was on? He was on the following year. And he was trying to, or or was it the Golden Globe? I don't know what it was. Anyway, he followed, he tried to follow Seth MacFarlane with like three too soon punchlines. Did he really? Too soon? I'm like, okay, stop riding coattails here. Come up with your own material. I I like the way Seth MacFarlane delivered that was very funny.
1: Seth MacFarlane I too. Remember. That wasn't even scripted. He said, uh, "You know, Lincoln was a huge hit. There hasn't he hasn't seen a hit that big since Fort's Theater or something like that." Yeah. And everyone was like, "Oh,
0: oh!" And he's like,
1: "Too soon. It's 130 years ago." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
2: yeah, that's, that's too was. much of a mainstream audience for that joke. There, you're gonna
0: get people going.
2: Oh, ah, um, poor Honest Abe. Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday.
0: <laughs> Shut Abe. This just is about 2003, and Michael Moore had won an Oscar, and of course he was yeah. talking, he made a political blurb <laughs> on there. And Steve Martin, I think this may have been his last host of the Oscars, and, and he really, z- he threw in a zinger, I just thought it was genius. He said, I just came from backstage of the Teamsters are helping Michael Moore into the trunk of his limousine. <laughs> and the house just <laughs> erupted. It was a uh, perfect that's good. Teamsters.
1: He's a great host.
0: He's the man.
1: Who hosted watched. the most? I think it was uh, was Billy Crystal hosted most times.
0: I think so. Maybe
1: it was. Uh, let's find out right here.
0: Whoopi Goldberg used to be known for doing it. Yeah, I think. Oh, cool. Dom
1: DeLuise. Hosted... No, it's. Don't tell... Whoopi. Like yeah, she was in on after September 11th. I Remember, she had the uh, L.A. to New York tribute thing at the oh, end. Yeah. Like it, that was that
0: was good. Bob Hope. And then it was uh, Bob Hope. I, I thought that um, Hugh Jackman it was kind of interesting when he did, he put on a pretty great show for a guy who also knew he was not going to be a part of the Oscars that year.
1: Yeah. Like James Franco when he was hosting and also finding out if he was going to win for.
0: Uh... I don't find him funny at all either.
1: I think the role he was for, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think he's overrated. Yeah,
0: well, one hundred twenty-seven hours it was. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was up for it. He didn't get it.
1: He knew he wasn't going to get it because who won that year? It was uh, it was Day Lewis, right? Wasn't it?
0: That... I think so. Yeah. But. Um... No, yeah. I don't I don't think I think he's a very talented actor and a very smart kid. I actually don't find him funny. No.
1: He's a good actor, he's just
0: not he's
2: pretty funny and
0: No, he out puts out the difference. same joke. He's like always Clint? going he's always targeting he pulls out Seth Rogan and tries to say, Hey, remember that time when you were in my dress room and you tried to rate me and that's funny, And he views it oh, a few what? times. He uh Seth Rogan
2: he when he, stern interviewed him and he talked about hosting the oscars and he's like i didn't know because ann hathaway's hosted snl a bunch of times you know like she has the ability to be funny so he's like i just figured she could be the funny one and i'll just keep the show moving that's why he came off so lousy he's like yeah. i didn't want to attempt to steal the show which i don't know whatever. i just wanted
1: to uh, yeah. get high. yeah he, he just wanted to keep the bottom of it moving official Bishop
2: Bullwinkle. We're going to get him on the show. He hasn't
1: responded
0: to my
2: tweets or <laughs> <What laughs> my the, sexual uh, advances. Uh, the
0: uh, the, uh, the <laughs> podcast really <laughs> uh, erupts. I think, I think the trio should be experimented with and we'll all host.
1: With the the what?
0: Trio? We'll start with it. We'll do the first trio, experiment with the trio. The three of us will host together.
1: Host what? The Oscars? Uh,
0: the Oscars. Yes! Yeah, all right. Jesus, look games. how long I have to There's a joke right there. How many times did I have to spell it out? <laughs> Yo, that would be the funniest. I thing had ever. job. It's
2: like we're gonna, job. Some, we're gonna have some we have three podcasters that live in Florida, New York, and California. They're gonna host the Oscars this year. <clears throat> I bet you the ratings would be insane because people would just <laughs> tune in to see how bad we do. That's what they should do. have three, yes. no buddies. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Come on. We come out and do a, the song and dance number, but everybody's doing a different song. Mike's doing like New York, New York. John's doing, you know, Wiz Khalifa. I don't know why. Hey, hey uh, my outcast. Right. <laughs> Two thousand three. Hey, hey, hey uh. I'm coming out doing like Eve six. Here's to the night, like an irrelevant song that just depresses you. These guys suck. That would be a good idea.
0: One of the people who never stop posting on social media, what's happening every second of the Oscars.
1: Just threw out a napkin. (laughs) I like making fun of clickbait.
2: Eight
1: birds that had a bad day. Number eight will blow your fucking mind. (laughs) Coming up next, which 16th century dog are you? Click here and take this predetermined (laughs) quiz of questions about food and colors. Or my favorite, a man said a word. What he did next will blow your fucking
0: mind. So choice: this pill right. this, anything that starts with this pill <laughs> what, yeah. what have they gotten into now? What I really he did next. Try pill, though. I don't know if I mean, it's just clickbait bullshit, but I want to try it. If you
2: can work the word Do murder it. into the first as the first word of any headline... Yeah. someone will notice your headline <laughs> or sex. You could have like murder by the Royals to the Mets in the 12th inning in their World Series champs.
1: <laughs> murder of crows was seen frolicking gallantly by the East Hill Cemetery. <laughs> My favorite is uh all news media trying to capitalize on the police scare brutality craze. So they'll be like
2: they're beating us.
1: Cop white cop arrests black man and then like you click on it it's like arrest him with kindness by showering his family with gifts after he read something (laughs) you know uh i mean it's just whatever it takes it's sad it's sad actually because like cnn and other uh major junkets are using that clickbait thing and it's just
2: like is this main character going to be killed off of your favorite show this week? And then you click on it. <laughs> no, he is signed for season five, six and seven. Right? Uh, is your wife having an
0: affair? He officially announced through Project Casting and all these other. Um, I I don't know if they're clickbait or not, but they they announced Dickbait. the Glenn death is official. Like the, he got through the coronary report. <laughs> Horror, the,
1: the fictitious James Devildy from Summit County, Georgia, confirmed that yes, the body is Glenn. Yes, he's dead.
2: <laughs> it's real.
1: That, that's another thing what too is... that John touched on earlier. I'm, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan as well, but once you see the scene where Glenn (spoiler) dies, uh, he's dead. I and mean, he was eaten by zombies. And then you see all these articles posted on social media of. He could be alive because the way he was laying, like you know, the way he was laying, he was getting eaten by, he was getting his face yeah. eaten off.
0: I, 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 you know, it's like people were sorry to see him go. Now, I got a heads up actually back in Texas from uh, a comic book nerd who said, be prepared, he's going to die in this season because I read the comics. So it should <laughs> a be loser. Which is of a surprise.
1: Oh, i sorry uh, to hear that. But that's... Uh,
0: he, yeah, he's going to die. I, I read the comics. In, in, episode, in, in Issue 14, Think version how 23. Bad it would have been if he, if he actually... If you found out he had lived? Because how much would that suck? That would be such a ridiculous scenario. Like you said, yeah. oh, he fell a certain way and the other guy was on top. They were eating him instead. And then after they were done, the zombies were so – the walkers were so full, they just dispersed, and he just Ugh. got out of there.
1: If Glenn lives, that's going to really discredit the show for me. That's going to really hurt it because that's stupid. I mean, he he, he died. You know, have some balls, and, you know, kill off a main character, do a, a Sopranos kind of thing where somebody famous gets whacked, and that's it. Don't do uh, – he, he came back because even if the guy did fall on him, I mean – they would still like Glenn, too. I mean, Glenn's not just going to get up and walk away. They're going to be, you know, I don't
0: know. He should have died in the last season. He got shot.
1: Yeah. They just keep reeling him back. But, Glenn's uh, head blew yeah. up, but the way the brain trajectory landed is he is just a breathing neck right now. But they're going to reattach his head, and he'll return for
0: I mean, there's really Brad. nobody left except... Uh... Three characters from the first season.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Who? It's uh, Rick, Carol. Oh yeah.
2: Carl, Daryl, Daryl.
0: Who ah. was actually? I was told Daryl was. If you're a comic book nerd, I was told he and his brother are supposed to have died in the first season, but they didn't. But oh, Daryl's not
2: even in the comic.
0: Oh really?
2: his brother's in the comic and that's who uh, Norman Reedus uh, oh, yeah. auditioned for but they just liked him so much that they created Daryl. That's Ooh.
1: right. They created because mm-hmm. they liked his they liked the uh, the actor so much.
2: It's like in um, in Lost the, the fat guy with like the long curly hair he was auditioning for something else and they created a character for him. He was auditioning
1: for his YouTube channel for the Samurai Swords. <laughs>
0: Mike, have you seen this guy? B. Billy K. I don't know.
2: On YouTube?
1: There's, I didn't hear about it until John brought it up. There's a guy on YouTube who looks like the, the guy from Lost. He's This guy's got to be like 400, 500 pounds. Yeah. And he cuts things in half with a samurai sword, and he does like the motions like he's, you know, a ninja. And uh, it's just insane.
2: And the swords are legit, like they're real samurai swords. And then he has this huge sword that looks like it's from uh, thousands of years ago, from like he stole
1: it. He
0: Time travel. And this is the next. You- well, we got to get him on. We yeah, got we got to get
1: these guys on. That, guy. That's what the podcast was good for, is good for—is get these like B-list YouTube guys. Exactly. You know, on the air. We should do that. Let's get him on, and let's yeah, also get uh uh Bishop Bowwinkelon he, he hasn't been active on Twitter in a month, so I might just have to email his website but uh
2: it hasn't been on Twitter. that's not good yeah,
1: he's probably touring. he's got a very no, hectic schedule.
2: <laughs> yo his website this kid Billy v k fat swordsman he <laughs> <laughs> <com.
0: laughs> should square off with this Isis fat swordsman what Isis fat swordsman. Uh, it's probably too tasteless to talk about on the air, but this is—they call There's him no the limits. Butcher.
2: It's nothing tasteless. I dressed up as a
0: Nazi. <laughs> yeah, they call him the butcher. The I, it's this butcher—he's like 400. I'm the biggest Arab oh my I've gosh. ever seen. A picture of. He's a big son of a guy. He carries a samurai sword, and so he—he's, I guess, maybe a, a little more. Um, humane in his killings because he he does a one shot to the, the head and people watch him in the middle of the street while he does these so You know, not something we necessarily need to talk about, but uh,
2: He chops yeah. people's heads off in the middle of the street with his huge sword.
0: And he's band. fat
1: too. He's a man of larger girth.
0: He's a, a man of Statue. very large, generous. He's yeah. a big scary guy. <laughs> generous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Fatswordsman.com fat is not loading like what the heck. Billy BK. I-
1: there's a video, too, I saw of a, of a man of larger... Okay. Good. Uh, his friends were shooting with a paintball gun, and he's like... He was doing a video. It was like this kid, you know, probably like 15, large. And he was doing like a Steve Irwin kind of thing. He was in the middle of a creek on a log, and he goes, These are the waters of... And then one of his friends shoots him with a paintball, and he goes, Ow, knock it off! Anyway, so anyway, mate... I'm here, and, and then they shoot him again. He's like, cut the fuck out, guys. And you know how, like, a a large, fat person, when they get mad, like, they they kind of squeal a little bit. They're like, shut the fuck up. So he starts screaming and crying, and they just keep nailing him. And it's, like, sad. Like, you know, it's, it's it just, bullying, it's funny, I guess, but it's, but it's, really it's so funny. fucking
0: funny. I've shown people that video. You've and, seen it? Uh... And I've oh yeah, I think you showed it to me the first time. Oh, I've thanks. showed it to them, and I've said you're going to laugh. You don't have to know what what this is. about. I'm not going to tell you what this is about. I just know you're going to laugh, <laughs> and it doesn't feel laugh. It's that funny?
1: here. It is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a clip. It, it it'll get you every time.
0: It's really funny.
1: It's got it's got a lot of views.
0: Is not he trying to be like the crocodile hunter or something? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's trying to do like a. Here we go. He's trying to do like a, yeah, Steve Irwin kind of thing.
2: I'm messaging uh, Billy BK on YouTube right now. Uh,
1: oh, nice. Sorry, I'm trying to get through all these ads. Find the right spot.
2: I'm
0: telling him we have a lot of no questions to about to a swords. An I know.
1: Yes.
2: He's pointing. He's got sunglasses on. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: So terrible, but it's so you just can't help but laugh. So they're
2: paint shooting ball. him with a paintball.
1: Yeah, like he's fine. He's you know he's not like he's just you know you just a paintball, it just stings. <laughs> but it's uh he's in the middle of a log and he's got at one point he's got like one leg up and he's like kicking the other one going stop it stop it stop stop and he's like it's just it's All so right. funny just Google uh, <laughs> YouTube Fat Kid Paintball and it, it's the first one. Oh,
0: I'm on it. should we um
1: fat, fat lady falls off bike
0: <laughs> should we find a video of uh, a guest that we're trying to get on on the show should, and should we um
1: yes should we I I think uh ryan buds he's got a YouTube channel called hot ice cream um, and it's a sketch show and he is hilarious he is, yeah, he's a stand-up comedian too he's a really good guest uh I don't know if any of those Videos would be good for the air. Actually, I think there is one. I'll find one and then we can wrap it up tonight. Oh.
2: Oh, and yes, breakfast can be eaten at any time of the day. I nope. can't believe that was even nope. a topic nope. on nope. our No, 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 blasphemous, blasphemous, blast! blast, blast.
1: <laughs> no, breakfast, I think breakfast can be eaten any time of day as long <laughs> as it's <laughs> eggs. I don't think pancakes... Bake to the soul. Ah, we'll 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 ask Ryan to send us a clip. But uh Yeah, breakfast. Can it be at any time of day?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. You uh would do oatmeal and bacon and eggs at uh eleven o'clock at night? Of course. Have, will again, one day. It's fun when it's when it like makes sense. Because right now we would finish the show and I could go into the kitchen and make an egg and be like, look, I'm eating breakfast food at <laughs> 1130 at night. Traces of the Stone. But like those days, like, ah, we'll go food shopping tomorrow. What do we have? All we have is eggs and toast. All right. We're having eggs and toast. Yeah. You know, okay. it's kind of fun. It's like a treat.
1: I'm just curious. You know, I, I think I would eat eggs any time of the day. Um Waffles? I had waffles today for lunch. I had waffles and eggs at two o'clock in the afternoon. That's why I thought of this.
2: See, waffles, waffles and eggs at lunch. How did you feel when you got back, got back to work?
1: Like shit. <laughs> no, I felt like I just like I just woke up.
2: You just like so sleepy at your desk.
1: Somebody made eggs and waffles for lunch, and Some- uh, I said. Uh, They said, Matt, do you want some waffles? I heard you don't do breakfast at, you know, later on in the day. I said, who told you that? Like, where did I say that? And then you hear one of my coworkers in the other room go, "Uh, yeah, Matt does it. He thinks it's weird. And I was like, did I say that? They're like, you did once. I'm like, all right, well, it is kind of weird. What are the options? They're like, waffles or nothing. I'm like, let's do some waffles. (laughs) So we did some waffles, and uh, it was good. It's good. Yeah. But I want to see what your thought was on that. Absolutely. Alright. I think we can wrap this up tonight. You guys want to put this one to the W column?
2: One more thing. Yes. Today, November third, twenty fifteen, marks the twenty fifth anniversary of Jesse Spano telling Zach Morris that I'm so scared. I'm so excited. She was taking the caffeine pills. Caffeine pills. November 3rd, 1990. Wow. For Dream College. Jesse Spanner resorted to taking caffeine pills.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I so just scared. never, at the one time I met her, wow. had a long conversation, had a whole plane ride. and then oh, yeah, Biscardi used a banger. And I never told her. Did you? How no. much I just love that line and still use it. No time. There's never no. any time. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I, just, I totally up. forgot to. There's like, no time.
2: there's Never any time.
1: That was like one of the heavy hitting art episodes where they're like they get deep for a little bit. You know, it's not just fun and games and Zach fight Zach and Slater fighting over Kelly. It's like right. we're bringing in but like the episode where the guy comes in and he's like a bully and you find out he can't read. Um, and that was like <laughs> Tina literacy is no joke. So this one was like the drugs.
2: Yeah. I was like, wow, caffeine pills. I'm not doing anything. That's how bad it can get. Jesse, They were just pushing. She's like passed out on the couch, you know, like from like heroin wearing off. Like she's just like, Ugh. but it's really just the caffeine pills wore off. <laughs> that <laughs> show pushed very, the boundaries. Very PG version of drug overdose, which I guess worked out because it scared me. Say
1: by the Bell used to push the boundaries, the things that are like totally fine, but at the time they were like, "Oh my gosh, what are they gonna do?" Like when they had the interracial kiss between uh, Lisa and Zach, everyone in the audience is like, "Wow!" Like they, okay. their ha- eyes were melting. Like Say <laughs> by the Bell really just took America's head and blew their eyeballs out of the socket. Too far.
0: Yeah, we're just <laughs> not there yet. <laughs> I just
1: want to play the Pointer Sisters for an hour and a half. People are like, "What's going on?" But yeah, same with the Bell. Uh, that was a good show, man. They 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 had some of those episodes that it was basically like, open Sesame, insert dynamite, because it just
0: blew your brains out. How exciting! Fine contribution to America's youth that uh, Aaron Spelling had with that show. Yeah. I was watching Saved by the Bell while I was waiting to ship out for the army. They had it playing on this big screen TV, like <laughs> man, the they... old big screen TV.
1: What, like for, for morale? Yeah. All right, guys, yeah. you're going to go fight some of the worst people in the world.
0: Here's the episode where Max pulls out a fake rabbit out of his hat. Yeah, this makes <laughs> me want to go episode. kill him. The one Carla Gugino, she was the uh, guest oh. uh, you know, when she was like a 20-something, She's 20 hot. years old man. Years old? Well, probably. It actually it was probably a teenager at the time. Oh, yeah, They're all curious. a lot older. I think than they were supposed to have portrayed. Yeah,
1: I remember uh, a lot of those shows did that. Like Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Who was the guy that all the chicks loved? Uh, not uh, Luke Perry. Yeah, Dylan. He was like thirty-five and playing like yeah. a teenager.
2: He's like sixty now. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. So there's just like a million posts about Jesse Spano and that episode. And this girl, uh, I'm thinking she might be 20 years old. So here it is. Here's her her post. I remember this episode. I was little, 10 or younger, coming downstairs at my grandma's house in PJ's at my own special time on a Saturday morning. I remember knowing Jesse was addicted to her study pills and knowing... (laughs) And knowing it was real serious because she was being crazy and I was real worried. She got addicted so quick and just wanted to study more and more. It seems. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty it good seems- deal. <laughs> study <laughs> pills. What? Who told her they were study pills? Cold Adderall.
0: <laughs> I remember called- Mr. Belden was <laughs> on an episode of The Walking Dead. I forget his name, but he was he so happens. fat. Yeah,
1: he's, he's a big full. dude.
0: Ah. He's. I, I met him a few times.
1: Him and I had a conversation uh, once, and I tried to follow up with him, and it was so difficult because I didn't have his like telephone number or anything. So I, I started like tweeting him. I still have the feed somewhere on my my Twitter, and uh, yeah, hey. I said, "Hey, I really like you to be on show your shorts." And he goes, "Oh, Matt, I'd love to. Uh, when can you have me on?" I said, "Well, let me, you know, send you some shows," and he goes, "Just uh." Private message me your your phone number and I'll give you a call and all this, and uh, I was like, you have to follow me for me to message you. Like I, you're not following me, we're just talking on Twitter. I, can you follow me? And like he didn't understand it. He's like, just just message me, and
2: uh,
1: so I I just hey, hey, what is going on? I just texted him my number and I was like, here's if you just want to call me, and then all these people on my feed saw me talking to him. They're like, I love you and Saved by the Bell and everything, and then they just oh, blew yeah. the whole thing out. <sighs> And uh, I was like, you know, it's too much work. And then he went to – he's like a big wrestling enthusiast. He was—he went to uh, – yeah, he went to like Georgia to announce whatever SummerSlam or whatever was in Atlanta in the past three, four years. And uh, I kind of didn't get back to him, and he he kind of lost touch. But it was it was so hard to try to get him to commit to a show because he's like just – he didn't really understand the dynamics of Twitter. Uh, so he was like, yeah, just message me. I'm like,
0: technically, I, I cannot. <laughs> said, <"I'll> do <laughs> he old? Mr.
1: hey, hey, hey! What is going on here? You're not following me. What's going on? You just ruined my life. <laughs> yeah, man, it was uh, it was tough. But he used to uh do karaoke at this place in Burbank, uh called Dimples, like every night. And he was always wasted, singing was Journey. Drinking Bears,
2: Dennis Haskins. Yeah, yeah, he That's... is huge. Like when Jimmy Fallon had them all come back on, except for Screech, uh, and they and they remade like a scene. Remember, remember that? Yeah, How good that was phenomenal. Got... He looked so Falsky out of place. He came strolling in there like Shamu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's in the splash, Dennis, so. we hope
2: you can uh, come on the show. Love <laughs> to have you.
0: We'll take your brother Rod. He, oh, yeah, he's the better
2: building he, even
0: though he turned out to be dick
1: sorry Kelly I'm uh, not, feeling so, not, feeling so hot. not feeling
0: so good I'm not feeling so hot
1: Matt DiMarino uh, had a Sable on the Bell theme party about two years ago for Halloween and I said I would go on Facebook and I forgot about it because I have ADD and you know unless you're prodding me with a, I didn't really care. a electrical re- re- reinforcement rewarding, I'm going to forget <laughs> and I got a t- it was like Halloween I was like sitting at home and I got a text and it says he's in full costume and it says Belding says you're late I'm like oh shit I got nothing who else Damn. is there is Zach there no Yeah. Right. is is Kelly there no yeah, never Nerdstrom was there
2: Nerdstrom is <laughs> awesome I forget about that guy with the Elvis statue Nerdstrom
0: <clears throat> you know, Mario Lopez probably made it the biggest of all of them. But what's yeah. so funny is it really took him a long time after that show. Like he was just taking so many odd jobs.
2: Yeah, he was hosting and like all these like make... daytime crap.
0: Yeah, and then finally, <laughs> E Entertainment picks him up, and he's a huge personnel.
1: He's everywhere. Yeah, he's doing like New Year's and everything. He's like, uh, he's like a Ryan Seacrest. He's just. Sick at
0: his flawless unbalding hair. He's got the rip, but the perfectly bleached teeth still and and uh and like
2: the huge dick. (laughs) Yeah, he uh yo, he was really good as Slater. He was like a good guy and a bad guy. Remember, like sometimes you hated him, sometimes you were like, Okay, he's cool. He was good.
1: He was uh he was a jock, a little rough around the edges, but still kind of sensitive with a heart of gold.
2: Yeah, He exactly. kind of knew how to work it. He was a he good actor. Jesse made him a face. Remember
1: they did the uh, What I Should Have Said theater, and they both had, like, tights on? And uh, Slater took off, like, uh, his, you know, shirt, and he was, like, prancing around like a ballerina. Yeah. Why were they allowed access to that restaurant at all times of day? Like, there's stoves and, you know... There's all kinds of hazards, and they're letting these kids run around. And what was with the guy Max, too? They had the guy Max who was like the... Uh,
2: he was like the owner.
1: He was the owner. He was a magician. His name was Max. Right, and he would like pull out stuff out of his pants like a magic trick <laughs> and then go serve you food. Yeah. yeah. Hey, here's a quarter I just pulled out of my dick. Here are your fries, and you had the chili con carne. Was it no onions? Because there's there was not onions in it, but... Since they came out of my pants, there's a big one in it. It was just weird.
2: Yeah, and then he went away, and uh, that guy Jeff came, and then he stole Kelly.
1: Jeff was so <laughs> handsome.
2: And <laughs> then we... after after that, after Save of the Bell, nothing. That's that guy done. never saw him anywhere because everyone hated him because hated he it. stole Kelly away.
1: It was like the guy from Ghostbusters, the EPA guy. Right. Speaking of sitcoms, uh, Full House. You know they're coming back with Fuller House. Right. That's how nice. much more full can we get? <laughs> I mean, San Francisco is the most expensive city to live in the country next to New York.
0: It's you know, now, and you have these... According to the latest statistics, more expensive than New York. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's it's, number
1: one. it's the most expensive city, and you have these eight freeloaders living off of, like, <laughs> Danny Tan. Like, how much more full can we get it, you know? Maybe maybe uh, less house and more Subsidized living standards. You know, you're not living in Telegraph Hill anymore with this economy. I think they should do a realistic economic interpretation of San Francisco today. DJ Tanner's not living on, you know, Telegraph Hill or Pacific Heights. She's living in Oakland. She's married to a crack dealer named Tito. with the tattoo of a.
2: Yeah. Like, make them be, like, poor. Yeah. Like, it live in Roseanne's house. Right. Instead That's why Roseanne is so good. Or, you know, one of those expensive houses in San Francisco.
1: Right. And those houses are huge, too. Those row homes, they're, they're really big inside. Yeah. And they have they're placement. very expensive. They're a couple million to get a house like in that vacation,
2: neighborhood. Vacation house and a guest house <laughs> in the backyard. It's huge. And that would be interesting. But no, they'll probably be in the same house with
1: Kirk Cameron playing with himself upstairs.
2: Saget S- S- will be dead. Dave Coulier will be dead. Stamos will be alive. They should, should have Roseanne. They, sp- so they should have
1: the Connors played? from Roseanne moving to the uh, full house. You know, They'd like you have, to- you have Michelle saying, and I don't know why they're still kids, but they're like 30 <laughs> of them. But, you know, you have one of those moments where I guess DJ is kids, and she says something like, you know, well, I guess we all learned a very valuable lesson. Lying does hurt. Then you have Roseanne come in. <laughs> ah, stick
2: it out your ass, DJ. You're going to be lying the rest of your life. Right.
1: That's what we need to hear. Remember the episode of Fresh Prince when he... Like the best scene ever is when his dad comes back and then his dad gets his hopes up that he's going to take him on a trip. And then he leaves and Will Smith cries at the end. Yes. It's one of those shows where, I don't know if you guys, you guys watch Fresh Prince.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this episode before.
1: I think, we did, yeah. Did? That, we did mention it. Yeah, because I remember
0: he, he made it personal. Because his dad uh, left. How his father wasn't really there for him in real life. So he used the Lee Strasberg and, you know, Stanislavski technique of acting, the method acting. Well, to, yeah, uh, and make that was the personal. And I said, really? Because uh, I guess he... He must have patched things up with his old man because I remember I was shooting a, an indie film once in Philly. And I remember when we were on set, somebody said, Oh, yeah, that's where Will Smith's dad lives up in that high rise condo up there. Oh, yeah. That's uh, right. He did no, mention so. Most likely, paid Big for money. By Will money. You have alluded
1: to the estate of Mr. Smith's father's location in the vicinity <laughs> of the Brother Lily Love. Yeah. All right. yeah,
2: I guess uh, they made up.
1: Think we Good for them. This, for I, this, I don't you know. So you can tell we have a relationship
2: I'm with his dumb. dad because his kids are a little strange.
1: A little strange. Yeah, they're out there, man.
2: They're way out there. But, you know, they're not hurting she, anybody you. yet.
1: They're not hurting anybody.
2: Yeah. Tweets the road. Live and let live. Bona and let Bona. <laughs> Erection. This picture, this picture of Andre the Giant with Arnold and uh, Wilt Chamberlain is pretty amazing. I gotta say it. Arnold, Arnold looks like a kid. <laughs> Andre and oh yeah, he's a short towering dude. Towering over him. This is Arnold,
1: Andre can, you know,
2: Wilt. Wilt. the
0: Stilt, I think. Andre was built at seven foot four. By the time he died, he was apparently like six foot six. Wilt yeah, Chamberlain. Well, he had to have been about seven six. Oh gosh. He had, he had sex part. with like sixty thousand women.
2: So he says. Wilt is still.
0: Wilt. He's just a dwarf He's, in this solo. It's
2: amazing. He looks like a little boy. Oh my gosh. He's ripped? He looks like an actual action figure.
1: Earl the Pearl Monague. Earl the Pearl. Earl the Pearl. All right, now that we got the rehearsals out of the way, let's start going live.
2: Yep, let me know when we're recording. (laughs) I'm loose.
1: I'm loose. Got my bowels hanging out. (laughs) This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Don't forget to tweet us at thepodcastle, at the underscore podcastle, and uh, check out the new website coming live soon. Please uh, thank you again very much to Brett Katzen for the review. Always love it. We love you. Thank you for being your friend. Thank you for being your lives. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Matthew Clark with Michael Scardi, John Hassinger, saying good night. See ya. Godspeed.